Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Update. And I am still positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Oh, yeah, doing our best. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks. Yeah, we made it. Bringing you locked on Clippers five days a week. Yes, yeah, seven in the morning. It comes out every morning. Send us the picture of you listening to it as early as possible. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll have another giveaway. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we have some other things to still give away. Anyways, uh, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with a little game preview. Clippers taking on the Celtics. Revenge. Let's These hope for. are always fun games. Like yes. the last few seasons. These have always been kind of fun games. So it's been a good time. Looking forward to that one. We're going to talk about what we need to do well to win this one, as well as what could go wrong. Give you a, key, a couple of key matchups to take a look at. And then... It's my favorite day of the week. Oh, yeah. What day is that? Twitter Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Every single Monday, uh, put out a prompt on Twitter. That's at Locked on Clips. Yep. Uh, go ahead and get your questions in. Thank you so much to everybody who sent those in we ahead like of time. We had like 35 this week. We could only choose so many. Thank you again to everyone who sent them in. Yeah. Can't wait to dig into those. And then in shavings, which is just kind of where we um, wrap everything up. Uh, there's some interesting stuff going on actually in in ACC. The, the I'm all for it. Affiliate, yeah. So we got to talk about that as well as former Clipper great Joakim Noah. R.I.P. He's Oof. I mean, okay. He's, he's not, he's not dead. dead. He just retired. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, retired in uh, peace. <laughs> and and whatever else uh, is kicking around in the Jordan there. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, so the Clippers face the Celtics. The Celtics come in on a two-game win streak. Hot. Very hot team. They beat Indianapolis and Washington. Jalen Brown's knee kept him out of the Washington game. Um, might flare up against the Clips. We don't really know. Listed as day-to-day. Listed as day-to-day, so who knows about that. Last time we played the Celtics, it was a frustrating four-point loss without Paul George and Patrick Beverly. Tatum and Kemba combined for 58 points. That was also kind of the start of the what is our clutch offense kind of concerns in that game? Yes. Yeah, down the stretch, I suppose that was a particularly frustrating one. I think in that one, it, it stands out as a little bit different to me because with so many absences, I do Key think Kawhi absences. was feeling the pressure of having yeah. to do a lot. If Kawhi defers in that um, scenario, everyone's yelling at Kawhi for deferring. And if he doesn't win the game by himself, everyone's yelling at Kawhi for not winning the game by himself. He also did a right? really good job of like hounding us when passing the ball, yeah. uh, which I'll get into what could go wrong. But what do you think we need to do well to come out with the dub in this one? Be aggressive on drives. Love this. It's good for Paul George. It's good for Lou Williams. It's good for the whole team. The Celtics are a bottom bottom five team when it comes to fouling their opponent. Um, we've all been frustrated with kind of the lack of calls PG specifically has gotten in this <laughs> last week or so. It's been pretty absurd. Um, so go at Tice, right? You need to go at Tice. <laughs> right. uh, Kawhi always has this dude's number. I swear he dunks on him every time they play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he got played off the floor last. He was this, out. In dude. this last like, outing, he, he was minus 14 in only eight minutes. Um, and yeah, he, he he couldn't soak up time on the floor, uh, which kind of leads to my next point, which is just feed the front court. Yeah. Tristan Thompson is the largest center on this Celtics roster. Um, so let's let's you know let's let the big guys get some looks. I'm down for it. Surge really struggled in the last game. I would love for him to have a turnaround against the Celtics. Yeah. Zoo was incredible <laughs> Dude, last game. He had a good game. <laughs> seven of seven from the floor. 
Um, I and I think I I think why not just keep going that with just keep spoon yeah. feeding the big man like no one's really there to stop him and he's hitting a stride too like he he's better than when we played the Celtics last time he played great against the Celtics I'm not saying that but he's kind of been more consistently good you think he's better yes we'll see we'll, I hope so we'll see uh, and we we did a great job we outscored them in the paint by eight points and it honestly could have been more yeah uh, so I, I think that that's going to be really important just attack them. Attack the front court. Absolutely. Uh, force them into mistakes when they're passing. Yes. So for a, a Brad Stevens coach team, which if you're new to this podcast, we think Brad Stevens never gets blamed and that it, that's absurd. Yeah. Doogie Hauser. Yeah. Ola uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, the Celtics are 28th in assists per game, which is kind of surprising to me. Just looking at, I don't watch a lot of Celtics so games. So the issue with that has been they've had so many absences at the point guard position. Yeah, that it's like, like Tatum, do your thing. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard was starting at one point. Oh, yeah. Uh, Former like, Clippers draft target, Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, so, it, I mean, there is a reason for it, but it also is like kind of what keeps their turnovers low. Because Oh, yeah, the they're ball. not passing. Right, so if we force them to do that, they cough it up 14 times per game, which is not crazy uh, but we just haven't been able to really generate a whole lot of points off our opponents turnovers recently yeah um so i hope that we can flummox them a bit you think in like double up at the point of attack or dude i hope so all right <laughs> i love it i love it uh i'd like to see us hound them off the line they took 38 threes last game which like isn't a ridiculous number but i would love for us to limit that to like if we could get that to 30 i would be so impressed yeah I would that's be a good super sign impressed they really struggle to score in the paint against this team like i said they have some size issues uh so i, I think that that could be key if that offense you know we've we, this has kind of been the trademark of the of the clippers defense um has been kind of you know forcing people into that floater range while certainly you know, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. Certainly, they have a couple guys who can hit those. Um, I think keeping them, I, I think keeping them away from the three point line is is going to go a long way. And on the offensive side, I hope Kawhi continues his shooting kind of uptick. Uh, it's yeah. been really great to see. It's been really great to see a couple threes fall early for him. He went zero of five against the Celtics last time. Yeah, that was unsettling. I, I'm I'm hoping that the shooting. Um, can at least get back to a, a reasonable level in this one because I think yeah. that that makes it very hard for the Celtics offensively to keep pace with us. Like I, I'm just not seeing them able to do it if we're yeah. if we're taking if we're doing our job defensively as well. So what could go 100%. wrong in this one? You think? Um, they're a really good offensive rebounding team. Like they just they're they're fourth in total offensive rebounds per game and they're fifth in offensive rebound percentage, which is the percentage of offensive rebounds that they have the chance to grab. Yeah. So it's like a real fourth. You know what I mean? It's a tangible like the, these. If these two numbers match up, the team is a really good rebounding team. Um, we just got to be hustling on the boards when Thompson and because Tice out Tice gets Tice and Thompson get their most offensive rebounds. So when either of those those guys are out there, possessions can get extended. And we can't give this Celtics team more chances. Absolutely. I mean, especially if this is a close one. Um, you know, we've just seen some bad things happen from offensive rebounds. <laughs> yeah, that's other an understatement. Yeah. Uh, what else? So another thing that could go wrong is just turnovers. Like I mentioned earlier, Celtics do take care of the ball well. We had 16 turnovers in our last outing, which is more than our average. Uh, look, the both forwards need to be really comfortable making quick reads, both Kawhi yep. and Paul George. I think that they'll likely be pretty aggressive uh, on either one of those guys when they have Were the they ball. Were they trapping when Kawhi, the last time we played when Kawhi would bring the ball up? I can't remember. 
Uh, I think they were on some possessions. Okay. I would imagine so because they just yeah. they, it, it's really hard for them to kind of match up. Yeah, um, in other places for sure. What else we got? Uh, another thing that could go wrong is just the stagnant ball movement. Uh, yeah. We got to get the you know we got to get uh, the ball moving. Like I said, uh, get get shooting from outside, get shooting from deep. Look, the opponents of the Celtics are averaging twenty three assists a game, uh, and that's one lower that's, than yeah. our season average <laughs> of twenty four a game. Uh, yeah, we just got to be moving the ball well, but still, you know, like we got to be avoiding the turnovers, which is the thing that For I worry sure. about with this. So, uh, key matchups on this one, Jason Tatum versus Nick Batum again. Like I know we were down Bev and, uh, and Paul George, the first matchup, Nick Batum had Jason Tatum for five minutes of matchup time in the February game. Tatum went two of eight and was zero of three from three. So depending what the lineup looks like, we started Reggie last time, so it was kind of weird. Um, I wouldn't be mad seeing Batum on Tatum again, but and like versus Kawhi and Surge, he shot fifty percent, so it's very odd. Um, yeah, but with PG playing in this one, we're going to see multiple looks and stuff like that. So I think Tatum's not going to have as easy of a time. He still might score a lot of points, but they're not going to be easy. Definitely. Definitely. I got an out of left field matchup for you. All right. What do we got? Kennard versus his role. Okay. Look, the last time we played the Celtics, it was the oh, last. Oh, that's right. It was the last good game Luke Kennard yeah. played. He had 13. He four. had like 10 in the first, I think. Yeah. He had 13, <laughs> 4, and 3. He shot 60% from three on a solid number of attempts. We really made an effort to spoon feed him. Now, granted, this was, we had a starting backcourt of Reggie Jackson and Luke Kennard in this <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, so we have a little bit more personnel than that, but I'm curious to see if uh, they could try to get him offensively going again. Kind of doubt it, but I mean, <laughs> hey, it would be nice to see. It'd be a good time. Uh, Kemba versus Bev. Oh, I, I can't wait for this. Everyone was very bummed last time because we just watched Kemba Walker torch us uh, for a lot of pick and roll reasons and just no Beverly. So, you know, Kemba got a few switches on the surge. which didn't work out well for us obviously and had reggie jackson as the primary defender for most of the game so i think bev is gonna really make a difference in this one yeah kemba could not make a three last game too he was like two of seven yeah uh so i think that pat uh i think that pat could really hound him and then i'm just not sure how they deal with Kawhi and paul george this time yes grant williams guarded Kawhi poorly Kawhi shot four of seven um but Kawhi did have kind of a tougher time against jason tatum but I just thought the Celtics can contain one of PG and Kawhi and the rest of our bench because our bench played really well last time too. I think we had three guys off the bench in double digits. Yeah. So I think at a prediction wise, I think the Clippers win this one, and I think it's maybe more comfortable than people think. Yeah. And by that I mean like eight points. <laughs> I'm not talking like a ass kicking. I uh, yeah. If the Celtics are, if the Clippers can rise to the occasion, I think the Celtics. To me, they just they don't match up well. They don't have the talent. Um, you know, their their record. I think they're a better team than their record indicates. For possibly. Sure. Maybe. Uh Who knows? Yeah, ma- maybe. <laughs> possibly. Man, I'm gonna have to run this one back. <laughs> uh they are not a they are they are exactly the team that their record indicates. Yeah. This would still be a solid win. For sure. Um and you know, you gotta show up. You gotta Got, show up. You gotta show up. That's the biggest thing. Uh coming up. After uh, these couple of word breaks we have to take, we're going to be taking some uh, Clippers fan questions on Twitter Tuesdays. But first, we have to give a shout-out to Theragun. Love it. Love the Theragun. It's taken the NBA world by storm, I would say. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension 
during a using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Incredible. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just the stresses of everyday life, we've all been there. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4, not that old one. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines, which is great. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Now. Are you relaxed yet? I'm very relaxed. From your Theragun? So relaxed. You know what's going to stress you out? Auto parts. Oh, it used to, but is there something that could help me? There is. Rockauto.com. Look, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX? Is it an EX? And why would you want to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer Choosing the only brand his warehouse <laughs> happens to carry. No idea. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com. You have one at home. You have one in your pocket, meaning a phone. Go to rockauto.com. Rockauto is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Nice. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Awesome. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the, the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the Ooh. same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you want to spend twice as much for the same parts? Couldn't tell you. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, welcome to Twitter Tuesday. Hey. In fact, no transition needed for that. That's a good time. Um, we have some great questions. We couldn't answer them all. We can't answer them all every week. We apologize. It is not a uh, personal affront. We just get too many of them. Um, we're confined to this 30-minute uh, time window. We're going to get right into it. I am DFJ Music asked, what advice would you give to fellow Clippers fans who are just scared and have their brains scrambling after a tussle off like Sundays? Small sample size. I'd say take a step back. Yeah, small sample size. Look, I know that it is like a 16-game uh, thing, but like we've averaged the least amount of clutch minutes and I saw an argument saying that clutch shouldn't even be a stat because no team averages a much time enough time in the clutch to get an actual an actual real takeaway from it. The Clippers were number one in clutch offensive rating last season. That didn't mean shit. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I I think that's a very good point. Like it, it's it's difficult to read how much you should read into it. I think to the eye test, there are some problems. I think fair. I, I, we'll I, agree with that. I think there are some problems. Really on both ends of the floor, um, but offensively, I do find things to be getting very stagnant. Um, look, I, I think it's not time to freak out yet. 
once again, this was only what the fifth game with the entire healthy roster back <laughs> together, like post their uh, yeah, 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 post, yeah, 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 post their break. Uh, so I I don't think that it's anything to worry about yet. It's it's one of those things like you got to be able to trust guys and you got to have that rapport going. And sure. I I think that while the chemistry is great this year and so much better, it's still going to take a minute for those clutch time situations for you to know under pressure, under the gun, you know where to get the ball and where guys need the ball. Yeah. Um. So I I'm I'm not worried about it yet. I'm not thrilled though. I, yeah. I would just say take a step back, grab a rolled one, a cold one. It's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Uh, roll, what about some rolled golds? Absolutely. You know, we're pro pretzel on this podcast. At <laughs> uh, Danny underscore EMT says, crunch time adjustments may be some of the most difficult things to coach because it's all based on the situation. What do you think is something that can be fixed that will make our crunch time basketball better? I think this one is a very easy answer. Mm-hmm. Move the ball. Yes. It's so difficult because you watch the Clippers play this beautiful like passing up good shots for great shots it's wonderful for 46 minutes or whatever it is and then it gets to crunch time and it's like well, i don't know what's going on like no one's moving i th- i think it's j- just more ball movement yeah uh and it goes back to what i said for the last question like i think it's just establishing that kind of rapport in yeah. those type because the crunch like, time lineup like the closing lineup is kind of newish yeah like definitely. bev's been out so the bev Kawhi. PG Mook Batum lineup hasn't had a whole bunch of time to really play those minutes together. They also got to work on, they also got to work on like controlling the glass a little bit better. I, I I find the teams, at least to my eye, I don't have the numbers right in front of me. To my eye, are getting too many offensive rebounds. Yeah, for sure, does not pass the eye test. Um, it does not pass the eye test for me. And so yeah, that's got to get ironed out. I think just those two things, just the rebounding and just moving the ball, the cru- will go the, a long way. The clutch time rebounds are going to be stressful if we're running that small ball lineup committedly because we're going to give up a lot of boards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're kind of giving up, but remains to be seen. You got to find a way to mitigate it, though. 100%. I, I don't know. Uh, Nick Jacobs asks, with Ty Lue coach team seemingly putting less of an emphasis on defense, I don't think that's true. Do you think we get significantly better on the defensive end as the season progresses, or do you may think it just be about the same? We absolutely get better. We haven't even had all the sets put in yet. Like I also think we can't get worse. And I'm not saying we're bad right now, but I just think there's going to be a process that we have to watch and look to you know take a couple steps back again to see what it's looking like as a whole. I mean, the other thing is is. I, I would have to ask Dev or Evan on this, who hosts Locked on Cavs. Oh, yeah, we got to have him on again. He's pretty familiar with Ty Lue, but I would be inclined to believe that this is the best associate coaching staff he's ever had. I would probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I can't quantify that, but I do think, you know, with Dan Craig looking at the defense, uh, he has experience. And I, so I, I think it's going to continue to get better. Uh, it's one of those things, too, that. The stats aren't great, uh, but I do think there has been great performances and great moments yeah. in games. Doris Burke was talking about it very excitedly on the last <laughs> ESPN game. Uh, at Pine99Cone asked, PG's low free throws, a ref problem or a PG problem? I just can't believe he had no free throws this weekend. It's a ref problem. It's absolutely a ref problem. <laughs> like 
So yeah, I would be inclined. No free throw. I like, would be inclined to agree that I thought that the whistle was very bizarre in that Milwaukee. It was game. so inconsistent. Um. Yeah, and that's. I'm trying to even be objective looking at this because yeah, the, the Clipper fan of me just wants to scream. He's not getting enough calls. <laughs> He's, He's not, not dude. Enough calls. But that was a weird one. I I thought the Nets game was kind of weird too when we lost. Talk about a weird whistle. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I I think that it's gonna come more as he continues to play downhill. Uh, and I think it's one of those things. I think it's one of those things where he he definitely we can we've seen him be super aggressive. Obviously, yeah. it's there. He's doing his job. He knows how to do it. It's not the thing last year where he was kind of shying away from contact. Yeah. Uh, hoping, He's like, oh, look, they hit me. <laughs> hoping to get the lucky call. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that it. I, I think that we'll see more free throw attempts uh, down the stretch of the season. I'm kind of in the camp that both Kawhi and Paul George, we've seen them at times settle, which I don't love. Kawhi settling less than he was, but agreed. Yeah, which I don't love, but I understand the longevity of a season and like the toll that that must take on your body. Yeah. Um, and needing to, you know, needing to remain fresh, especially when like I, I, this schedule is just ending up hellacious in terms of like rest and yeah. stuff. I, I, I really, I really think they kind of did a piss poor job. Thankfully, we got schedule. those two day breaks. Yeah. Um, and that we're not those teams that play what. 35 games in a day and a half or whatever it is 40 days um at clipper fan here shout out at clipper fan here why haven't we seen a big lineup with zoo and surge together yet Look, we we did for like two seconds in one game and i'm pretty sure they didn't get the rebound on the miss i don't see the advantage it just like like if you want nothing but rebounds sure i just think that to me if you want like a stretch kind of power forward uh, I see Mook as being the better option. I don't know if Surge is quick enough. Yeah. Like it's a, we already play a slow pace, so that might help him. Maybe I might be talking myself out of what I just said, but I mean, if Ty Lue hasn't tried it yet, we just don't. We don't even have the full sets in, so I don't see why putting this in right now would help. So my thing is, I, I think that Mook has more versatility defensively. Um, yeah, and not not the better defender overall, maybe, but. Can guard more positions, obviously. Yeah, more versatile. Yeah, for um, sure. No, no, no. And I, I, you know, he's the better scorer of the two. So I, I, I'm not seeing the benefit. I like, I like Zoo. I like Serge. Zoo's passing has both, looked good. I think they're both great. But like, my, are you, are you doubling them both so you can stagger a different closing lineup with Mook at the end? Like, I, I'm just not seeing the benefit. I suppose of of playing them both at the same time. Just more. because the, you know the the only other center then on the roster is essentially Marcus Morris, who is not a center. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last question at KLFTW two. As of today, who would be your crunch time five in a game seven with five minutes left? Okay, as of today, I, this is apropos of nothing. I'm not looking. This is at March first. Happy three one. Yeah, I'm, none of we're not looking at I'm, stats. I'm right not now. looking at matchup data right now. Like I'm going gut. Yeah, we're front porching it right now for pretty much every Twitter Tuesday segment. I'm going gut. I'm gonna go. All right, gut feeling. I'm going <laughs> Pat Bev, PG, Kawhi. I'm gonna go Mook. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna go Zoo. Whoa. Okay. I'm gonna go just Zoo for that added rebounding. Lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the rebounding. I like the way that he deters people at the rim. Um, you know, I. 
I like it. I'm fine with going small. Like, I think that that makes sense. Um, this is just, like I said, this is my gut feeling. This is, if I was making the call, this is probably who I would send out there. Matchup dependent, I guess. Like, look. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have to take in the context of the game and the opponent. But uh, gut feeling, this is where I'm at. I see you and I hear you. Um, I'm switching out. Uh, I'm doing the lineup that uh, Lou ran against the Jazz, which is basically the lineup you said, but it's Batum and Mook as the four and the five. I love the ball movement. Love having Batum out there. I'm really only thinking about that Jazz game in this context because it looked really good against a team that is a really good defense with maybe the best defensive player in the league on it. So just gut feeling I'm going with that. But I think set my second option would be Zoo out there. Or Surge if he's hitting from deep. But probably Zoo. I still think I'd rather have Zoo. I just... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking shavings, everything kicking around. So, uh, yeah, that's coming up, up after this. Okay, so we're back with shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else. Uh, we got to check in on the Clippers G League affiliate, ACC. Oh, yeah. There's some fun stuff uh, happening in the ACC right now. What's brewing over in Aqua Caliente? <laughs> okay, we, we got to get out of here. Um, show's canceled. Um Amir Coffey is averaging the most three-point attempts per game for the Caliente Clippers. Mm-hmm. He's shooting nine threes a game. What do you think his percentage is? Uh, 30? Close. 25. <laughs> um, this has to be something from the higher-ups <laughs> to be like, get this. There's no reason historically that Amir Coffey should be shooting this many threes for an Aqua Caliente G League team. I like this. He's averaging the most field goal attempts overall for the team with 16. I think this is a concentrated effort to get him more outside shots. I love it. It's just a very funny thing to see. He just needs to get comfortable. I don't know. I think he actually has kind of a broken ass looking shot. But, <laughs> uh, I wish him the best of luck in that department. Look, I love Amir Coffey. It, he turned into JJ Redick for one game, so yes, it is there. Yes. No, I love Amir Coffey, but basically the thing... The trend we saw earlier in the season is that, you know, man and coffee could kind of do everything else. Just neither one of them could be anything but a black hole offensively. Yeah. They've since had some games to step that up. You know, Terrence Mann, most notably, has gotten a lot more comfortable shooting uh, as well as, you know, he's been great at cutting. He's been finding ways to be effective offensively on the floor um, in addition to his game, which looks a lot more well-rounded this season. So I think that if Coffee can get to the same place offensively, Coffee's so twitchy where you too. Can, yeah, where you can, you know, you can kind of trust him out there. I think that that's another guy who could become, who could soak up some rotation minutes. It's a long play right now. It's it a, is long a long con. play. But it, I mean, but that, this is what your G League is for. Like that's yeah. what, that's what I I love this because this is a hundred percent what you should be trying to do. <laughs> yeah. You should be trying to develop a player into a hyper specific role yeah. that actually works on your team. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, and then kind of a sad note on the Agua Caliente Clippers. Daniel Oturu just still seems to be dealing with the quad issue. Oh, that's such a bummer. It's brutal, dude. Like Fun to watch. Fun to watch. Seemed like he had some good instincts around the basket. Like, I hope he gets healthy soon. Or, yeah, I don't know what's what's going on with that. Yeah. I hope he's okay. Also, no update on Jay Scrub, uh, unfortunately. Clippers fans are really talking to themselves into Jay Scrub, which I love. 
It's just very funny to me. I haven't checked the highlights in a minute. I mean, I might need to get back on the Jay Scrub train. I, it's just so funny. Like, I, people like, no cap. For some reason, I think Jay Scrub's going to be a hidden gem. And it's like, maybe. His name came up on, uh, I think it was the Hoop Collective, and Mark Spears said, terrible name for a basketball player. <laughs> I mean, the number, the numbers were there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um some more sad news. Former Clipper Joachim Noah officially retired today. He will not be retiring as a Clipper. He'll be retiring as a Bull. I have a theory that I think Joachim Noah was maybe the only thing keeping the Clippers from destructing even Fist more. fighting on the court? <laughs> in the Orlando bubble. I think it's totally possible. Um, the guy was burning sage. Like He's a good teammate. And the Clippers did not like being in the bubble. Yeah, he he's a good teammate. I hope he was good for Zoo in terms of you know, what time he spent with the team, like getting some development in there. Uh, it's unfortunate, you know, injuries suck, man. They yeah. just freak injuries suck. too. Yeah. yeah. The old, uh, the old, uh, ice tub on the Achilles. Yes. Um, brutal. brutal. And then finally, brutal, brutal. just close it out. Clipper Twitter seems to be close to eating itself. There's a bunch of weird stuff. Just stay sane. If you're on Twitter and you're following Clippers basketball, don't think too much about it. People are worried. Twitter, not Clippers basketball. Worry about that. Don't worry about what happens on Twitter. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's not real in any way. Um, anything else, Jamie? Except for Locked on Clips, which is a very fun account. Yes. Follow Locked on Clips. Get upset at Locked on Clips. Yeah, be mad at us. <laughs> or uh, maybe don't. Um, <laughs> Wednesday's episode, going to have a recap of this hopeful victory over the Celtics. Some some nice revenge. A What You Say Wednesday poll, so check that out over at Locked on Clips. going to come out around 10 a.m. maybe. And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. I know you can listen to us on iTunes, but where can these people tell their friends to listen to us who maybe don't have iTunes? If you don't have iTunes or the podcast app, you can also check us out on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. Oh, yeah. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. It works. It's great. Hands-free. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Make your family members subscribe. It really helps us out. Yeah, make the clip flip. Uh Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you all so much for listening. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.